welcome back to the emergency goalies and you know our streak of having big off-ice news just seems to be continuing and obviously uh, unless you're living under a rock you know that Jeremy Carlton was uh fired after another just uh humiliating uninspi- loss. Yes. <laughs> uninspiring is a nice way to yeah yeah, I, I will get to that in a second. I just, I did just see something that kind of bugged me that I just want to say briefly. And it's just because there's some more reporting about um, this settlement deal with Kyle Beach and the Blackhawks want to go to like an arbitrator or something that, and I just like, just pay the money. I just think that any money that they get back in this, you know, trying to, play hardball or whatever the PR damage would just be huge I just wanted to it just I just think they should pay the money but yeah I mean it's hard for me to say what anybody's asking for what you know what uh, all that stuff's private so it's you know Mm -hmm. I I, 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 we'll never know for sure but uh, you know like you said uh, the amount the amount of PR damage that the Blackhawks can do if they really play hardball is um, astronomical. But at the same time, maybe they figure, hey, we've already taken so many PR hits. What's one more? Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, but still, um, the, the, the sooner um, this can get resolved, um, you know, most importantly, Kyle Beach can hopefully move on, but then also the Blackhawks can... Mm-hmm. kind of chart chart a new course as well yes but i now we'll get back to i just wanted to add that but now we can get yeah. back to uh jeremy Carlton. and it was just honestly i think the troubling thing was not that they were losing that can be understandable you know you've got they've had some trouble with their players not playing well or what but it's just the effort was just getting to be just ridiculous these games with no effort yeah, absolutely. And that that to me is is really the the deciding factor in all of this whether it was him losing the locker room or just whatever it was um in the what 10 games or whatever that he coached this year honestly the Blackhawks maybe put together 10 periods of mm-hmm. like full-on effort hockey in those 10 games Mm -hmm. and I personally look at that and say I don't care how bad your coach is have some freaking pride and I I lay a lot of the blame for this on the players because I mean even in these last two games um you know which they've obviously won uh King didn't exactly have time to come in and change a no. system, change practice habits. It, it, they're doing the exact same things. They're just trying harder. <laughs> and um, we can, we, we've seen what the difference in that can be. And I mean, that, and that's something I was harping on all season. It was just like the, they were playing without, they, they didn't care. <laughs> no. And that was, you know, and uh, unfortunately for Colleton, that's, um, you can't fire every player you've got, you can, you, it's a lot easier to fire one coach and, you know, I'm not going to miss him. Uh, the, 
the defensive system, whether it is a valid system or not. Well, I was going to ask. Blackhawks have never had the players to run. Yeah, yeah. But I was going to ask you that too. There's because I think I believe multiple things can be true at once. Yeah. But there was this talk about they put this system in that it was you know it's something that you have to think about a lot because it's mm-hmm. kind of against the natural way that you, you play defense. Like these guys have played defense their whole yeah. time coming up. And, you know, they were saying that uh, Derek King came in and said, don't even worry about coming up with a system. Just play, you know, just go mm-hmm. play like you've always played. And and I, I do have to be- say, I, I have noticed a couple of times during these games, these last two where, I'm looking at I'm like, are the Blackhawks playing zone? Mm-hmm. And it sure looked like it. And, uh, you know, it's, but then at other times in the games, it was like, oh, they're, no, they're, they're, they're playing man to man. And it was, yeah. It, so I, I wonder if there've been some instances where the players have just been kind of given the freedom and they're mm-hmm. just like, maybe the defensemen kind of talk to each other before the face-off and just say, Hey, do you want to play zone or not? I don't know. It's really weird, but um, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, if you, maybe he's maybe the, 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 the uh, man to man system that, that Colleton was running. Maybe if you had the right players, Mm -hmm. it can be, you know, maybe not even just a valid system, but a useful system, yeah, you know, yeah. give you an advantage. But the Blackhawks have never had the type of defenseman with the mobility that you need um, and they the discipline that you need to play that. And but then especially you've, the, they've never had the forwards Mm-mm. that can stick with, um, you know, they've got so many forwards that have all, that have been offensive minded players. They're, they're looking to, to, to leave the zone. And when you're playing a man to man system, you've got to follow your guy down low mm-hmm. and the Blackhawks so many times, just that their guy there got a lot on, of butts. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they got, they got on the wrong side of the man so often. And, mm-hmm. you know, ultimately that's, you know, what has doomed them over and over, over the past couple of years. Yeah. And, um, but honestly, these 10 games, it, it, it wasn't a system thing. It was a, no. absolutely it an was effort, effort issue. Yeah. And, um, you know, again, that also reflects on Colleton to some degree, although I still blame the players mostly for yeah. it this year. Um, but again, you can't fire no. 23 guys. You can just as easily fire a coach and hopefully mm-hmm. it sparks something in the players yeah. and at least through two games it has. Yeah. And just, I mean, out of all the games, the first 10 that were so lifeless, I think I fair to say that last game, in Winnipeg, I think it was the worst. It was, as far as effort goes, it was it was uh, disastrous. Um, they just, uh, it, it seemed like there was maybe ten minutes in the game that they cared, <laughs> um, but then the yes. rest of the time it was they they were just like skating around in a haze. It seemed like yes. All right, so um, obviously a couple things with these two games since the firing is I think we've seen. I think it's pretty fair to say. Seth Jones starting to look at least somewhat like the guy that Blackhawks were hoping for. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's getting, um, he's racking up some points. I think he's actually leading all defensemen in the NHL in points at this point. Uh, 
did he did score his first goal as a Blackhawk the other day. Um, you know, he's still making some um, decisions uh, on when on when to pinch and when to not that, pinch yeah, aren't great, that yeah. aren't great. Um, but at the same time, I'd rather him being a little overly aggressive than, um, you know, as far as guys that were um, not showing effort, uh, I would put him um, – I, I would not place that on him over the first 10 games or so. I mean, no. there, he had a couple of bad games, but I don't feel like they were games so much that they were bad because of effort. It was, yeah. um, uh, you know, other factors in that, but uh, yeah, I mean, he's been, he's been pretty strong these, these last couple of games. Mm-hmm. Um, I did feel like uh, in this last game, he, he played well for the first two periods mm-hmm. and then, uh, as the penguins as the penguins pushed in the third period he he did struggle some mm-hmm. along with the majority of the team yeah um, but uh you know at, at this point you have a lot of things to complain about with the blackhawks yes. uh seth jones not a, not the highest on that list right now mm-hmm. um you know obviously we're always going to have the the concern over the 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 length of that contract mm-hmm. but uh, at this point, I'm still uh, cautiously optimistic that my um, initial um, hope for this trade is that, you know, he can still be good for the next four or five years, good enough yeah. to, to, to help the Blackhawks get into the playoffs, that sort of thing. Yes. But now we go back to um, <laughs> with everything falling apart this year. Are the Blackhawks like actually valid contenders yeah. over the next four or five they years? They have to really, yeah. <laughs> and not uh, a good start. Yeah, and so then that brings back to the you know, it's going to be difficult to compete with aging players and then not having first round draft picks. That's yeah. thing. So, yeah, that's a big yeah. Yeah, there the, it does seem like the Blackhawks will be caught in the middle, but as of right now, I'm not. I'm not overly concerned with Seth Jones. Um, I'm, I'm hopeful that, that, that this is a step will, in the right direction. Yeah. So I had a couple observations about um, a couple other defensemen. Uh, we've got, you know, I, we were talking about with McCabe mm-hmm. and now we've gotten an interesting, I read an interview, a quote um, from maybe Lazarus, I think in his article, but where McCabe is talking about, he's still not all the way back from, his knee operation and he's you know he's upset that he's saying he's not playing well he understands that but he's saying his knee is starting to feel better and he's hoping he can turn a corner soon well and that's that's good um i mean that was definitely a concern when he signed was that oh was he actually going to be ready to start the year um you know is the knee 100 percent healthy the fact that he was playing a lot in the preseason um, was an indication to me that he was healthy mm-hmm. and that his slow start this year was more a factor of, you know, getting used to the system mm-hmm. or just, you know, just uh, knocking off some rust after, you know, I mean, cause he missed most of last year. He only played yeah. like the first 15 games or whatever. Um, but uh yeah, to hear that he's actually still had some issues with the knee or at least lack of confidence in the knee, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I think at That's this point, like, yeah. yeah. And so that, uh, you know, that can certainly be a factor. 
And again, I mean, he's definitely been a huge issue for the team through the first 10 games. Mm-hmm. Is, is he somebody that I'm overly concerned with over the final 70? No. I mean, he's still, he should, he should be one of the Blackhawks better players by the end of the season. Yeah. Um, it's just unfortunate that the spotlight got shine got shined yeah. so brightly on him right now, yeah. you know, when he wasn't a hundred percent healthy. Um, but when the entire team is falling apart and you're playing the worst on the team yeah, yeah. <laughs> as he did in several of those games. Um, yeah. It's just, yeah, it's unfortunate. And then, um, uh, yeah. One more. Um, we'll do two more little brief things. Uh, one, Cal Nuck. Sounds like he's very close. So yeah. that, that'll be good. And the other one was, am I crazy or did Tahan actually play good last game? Um, he had a couple of bad plays, but overall, um, I, Calvin Tahan has not been a disaster this year. Um, he, you know, he's a, he's playing like a fifth or sixth defenseman, you know, it's unfortunate for him that the Blackhawks have needed him to be a top four guy. Um, you know, he's just a guy that's, you know, it's kind of, he's kind of like Michael Rosewall was at the end of his career. Mm-hmm. He got a lot of heat because they had to play him with Duncan Keith. And yeah, yeah. It, that's just not the role that he should be playing at this point. And that's the same thing with Calvin. Exactly. Um, he should be paired with Eric Gustafson on the third pairing. And just like Gustafson, uh, th- and that's one of the positive changes that I think of that has been made under King is uh, Gustafson just isn't playing five on five very yes. much. Um, then you're thinking, are, I'm thinking that Kalmuk will probably yeah bump him out of the lineup. lineup. That's 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 what it's certainly uh, um, the indications are that that will happen. And then whether or not Kalmuk can hold on to that job once um, Caleb Jones returns is another question, but um, I don't believe Gustafs is, is kind of long for this um, for an everyday role like this, but yeah, I mean, hopefully at some point, um, you know, hopefully Stillman can step Mm -hmm. up here and he can take on more of a top four role. Again, I don't think that that's, a great spot for him, but I'd rather give him those minutes than I would Dehan, who mm-hmm. you know isn't going to be here beyond this year. Yeah. All right. But, so yeah. Obviously, on the forward end, this injury to um, Hagel sucks because he's yes. always he was and he was on a roll there. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, again, he was one of the guys that um through the first seven or eight games, I don't feel like he was kind of playing with his hair on fire like he mm-hmm. did through the majority of last season. And I've talked about it in the past where, you know, if he's not given full on effort, yeah. he's just, he just kind of becomes another guy. I mean, mm-hmm. he's not that skilled. He's not that big. He's not, you know, he's got to play that type of game. Mm-hmm. And through those first seven or eight games, you know, again, he was far from the worst player on the team. And it never felt right to call him out for it. But I do think over the last four or five games, uh, he's been playing much harder, um, dogging the puck a lot more, much more like we saw him do last year. And we're seeing what it translated into with all those goals and those chances. Um, 
so yeah, it's unfortunate timing that just as he seemed to be kind of finding his game a little bit, he's now yeah. out. So um, the other trends you've noticed with the forwards, I mean, Debrink is playing well, but. Yeah. And uh, um, you know, we mentioned that King had uh, been uh, sheltering Gustafson. Uh, mm-hmm. He's also um, loaded up the top six. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's paired doc with Kane and, and Debrinkit. Uh Kane and Debrinkit, um have played pretty well. Um, uh, Kane has been a little bit off. He's, he's fumbling the puck a little bit. He's just, mm-hmm. uh, it hasn't seemed quite as sharp the last couple of games as he was the previous couple yeah. where he racked up a bunch of goals and, and points. Uh, but uh, yeah, Debrinkit's been playing better. Um, he's showing a little more of the the four checking, back checking, like we saw last year over these last couple of games. So uh, I like seeing the effort there. Yeah. Uh, Kirby Doc hasn't been great. Um, no. uh, he's been say. okay-ish um, these these last couple. But um, we're, we uh, as far as the second line goes, I do feel like Jonathan Taves is is starting to round into shape mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, you know, I think he's. Again, it was, you know, with the team playing so poorly, you know, it uh, shone a light on the fact that T- Jonathan Taves hadn't been scoring. No. Um, so, but kind of like McCabe, um, you know, he really shouldn't have been leaned upon quite so much. Mm-hmm. But when everything's going bad, it just, you know. Yeah. It, I it, know it's just one game, but uh, Kara did not look bad. Although maybe he was just playing a good game. Maybe. Yeah, um, you know, I I know I've mentioned it before. Kara isn't a bad player. He's just inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Um, he has had opportunities in the past with the Oilers where he got to play up in the lineup like mm-hmm. this. And there have been times, um, you know, more so earlier in his career mm-hmm. where he would chip in goals and um, kind of looked like, you know, oh, maybe a useful top nine power forward type. Yeah. Um, but it just, it never really came together and, you know, that's, that's certainly not his best role, even for the Blackhawks, but on occasions when his game is going good, um, you know, I have no problem with him mm-hmm. being a guy that gets rewarded. It's so much better a, than playing Ryan Carpenter up there. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good, um, guy that can earn his way up during a game. Yeah. And that's what it seems like happened is, uh, that first game under King, he had a good game. Mm-hmm. And then when, uh, Hagel got injured and wasn't able to play. Um, you know, Kara was the guy that got rewarded with that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure that will continue again. Um, he'll have to, to continue playing a, a pretty strong game yeah, in yeah. order to keep getting that opportunity. Um, my guess is uh, once Henrik Borgstrom gets healthy. Yeah. And he was practicing. Um, so. Yeah, um, he's been sick. I mean, he did get back from the COVID list, but I guess he had a non-COVID injury this yeah. or illness this past week, so he wasn't available on Tuesday. But yeah, um, uh, whether or not he gets the opportunity to play with Taves in in place of Hagel, um, I don't know. But um, when you're losing, you know, a more offensive-minded player like Hagel, mm-hmm. I, w- I would like to get um, Borgstrom back in there rather than yeah. you know continuing to play so many fourth liners. Well, I, you know the. I think something, a, a rule we can come up with on this uh, podcast, I don't like Brian Carpenter being so 
prominently involved. Yeah. Can we limit that? He, he's a fourth line. Well, and uh, again, the the one positive thing I can uh, I've, I'm I'm liking out of King is it does seem like he's just like you know what the best players are going to play with the best players. Mm-hmm. Um, Dylan Strom, welcome we back there, to playing yeah. center in the NHL. Yeah. Uh, you know we're going to live with some of the um, mistakes that you make defensively, but you know what this is where you're comfortable. This is where you can be productive. Let's give it a try. Yeah. You know, so that's that's certainly um, yeah, and positive in, in King's favor, I think. We don't know why, you know, obviously the players um, tuned out college. Yeah. And we don't know why. I mean. Well, yeah. I mean, I do think um, it does seem like, you know, they've been struggling with the system. I do think um, some of the players probably did have issues with some of the lineup. Um, decisions not just with who was dressing and who wasn't but also you know why is ryan carpenter playing in the top six why is yeah. ryan carpenter playing power play, power play yeah <laughs> um those types of things are are you know are real head scratchers and i can certainly mm-hmm. see some of the players being um resistant to that and yeah. kind of checking out a little bit and i mean is it somebody that's the same age as you or you know younger could that be a factor maybe if you didn't have the nhl experience Yeah. I mean, I know a couple of guys mentioned, you know, it's like, oh, you know, we don't have a problem buying under buying in under Derek King. He's, you know, he played 15 years in the NHL or whatever, you know, I mean, he was never a superstar, but he was a useful player for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, Which of course is that, you know, that's more that old school, like that only an NHL guy can, which is obviously ridiculous, but it is. And, you know, honestly, does it have an effect on some players? I'm sure it does. You know, I'm sure there are some guys who they're, you know, would look at a guy like Carlton and just say, you know, what can you teach me? What, you know, what do you know that I don't know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think that that's an issue for the vast majority of players. No, I don't. Um, you know, it, it, a lot of it comes back to personalities. Um, you know, you're mm-hmm. always it, a, a head coach is never going to get through to everybody on the team. No. Um and, like, I mean, you're a guy like a, like a Strom and like yeah. talking to the media, just like, you get, the I'm sure a weight like, has been lifted off. Yeah. Them. You get the yeah. sense like he was freed from like captivity or something. That, yeah. yeah. You know, not only is he getting in the lineup, but he's getting in the lineup at his natural position and in the top nine, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the, the four or five games that he dressed under college in this year, he was playing wing on the fourth line. Yes. Um, I do think, I, I guess he did get one game at center. Um, but again, it was on the fourth line. He was getting like Ryan Carpenter as his, yeah, as his uh, line. And, and we're not talking like, as we've talked about before, it's not, we're not saying he's like a savior or like a, no. going to be an all-star or anything. It's just, he's but better than the other options. He's, he's better than the other options. And yeah, until, until the Blackhawks have somebody that's, you know, if they want to replace Strom with Reichel at some point, mm-hmm. you know, fine. You know, if, if Reichel, or an yeah, Alex Nylander or somebody yeah, yeah. from the minors, you know. I was going to ask up. you, that was the mm-hmm. final thing I was going to ask, actually, about Reichel, who is uh, lighting up the AHL, but they're keeping him down there for now. Are you are you okay with that? Or Yeah, I'm fine with that. Okay. Um, you know, well, it, you know, and especially when Colleton was here and things were just spiraling out of control, mm-hmm. you never want to 
put that weight on a, you know, oh, the 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 first round pick is gonna come up and mm-hmm. he's gonna help turn this. You, you don't want to do that. No. You know, I mean, he's a guy, you know, still very young, still getting used to the North American game and this the the North American rink. Um yeah, I've I've got no problem with keeping him down there for even an extended period of time. Um you know I I I'd rather them take another look at Strom, uh, give Bork yeah, Strom. Let him, let him um, dominate the AHL and get his confidence. Exactly, exactly. You know, and, and not only that, will it help him, um, but, you know, I'm hopeful that it can help other guys down there too, you know. Mm-hmm. It, um, I know Nylander scored some goals uh, his first few games, uh, you know, so having a couple of skilled guys down there like that, that can hopefully play off of each other, you know, it, I, hopefully it's a sort of thing where it can raise the, you know, the, the tide can raise a, a few guys there, uh, you know, but and then at the same time, <clears throat> I'm not exactly thrilled with the idea that Reese Johnson just keeps getting called. <laughs> I know. <laughs> He's not very good. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, I kind of liked him in the preseason. I thought he played pretty well, but mm-hmm. it just has not worked in the regular season at all. Um, and so that's, that's one of the reasons why it's like, okay, let's, let's keep God yeah. at in the lineup. Yeah. Uh, and when Borgstrom gets healthy, let's get him back in there too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, you know, especially with Hagel out, See, get those guys that, that can, can actually score. In that there. can turn into something maybe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I, I know part of it too was Entwistle got hurt and mm-hmm. Johnson's kind of a replacement for him. But again, Entwistle should have been the replacement for Carpenter. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Not both guys at the same no. time. So if Entwistle's out, yeah, just play Carpenter in that role, please. That's, a, that's exactly right. <laughs> I don't need Johnson in there to, to, to no. we've already got Caro. We've got Hardman. We've got, yeah, you've got enough uh, of Carpenter. Those. We've got enough grinders. We need, we need some guys with skill. Well, that's, I'll end on too. It's just, the Blackhawks schedule is very light the next week. Yeah. So hopefully that's, this is, you know, the kind of the point where because they play, they play kind of put his own stamp on. They play tomorrow night. um, Then Wednesday. And then not again till like the weekend. So that's like two games in what, 10 days. Yeah. It's, it's a a very light stretch. So, and, and I'm sure that factored in, when the Blackhawks decided to pull the trigger on the firings and, and, and making the change was, you know, they saw the opportunity here where, okay, we got a little bit of breathing room. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so they play Arizona Friday night. Um, that's the one team that's been worse than the Blackhawks this year. Yes. So that's obviously a very winnable game, especially at home. Um, and then they play uh, the uh, Seattle Kraken next Wednesday. With- is that the game you're going to be at? That is, this is a, a game that I will be attending in person. All right. Um, so, yeah, my first game in a couple of years um, coming out of COVID here. Uh, um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, definitely looking forward to that. But, yeah, again, that's that's a winnable game. Um, Kraken have been up and down. Um, they've had uh, – the same sort of defensive lapses at times that the Blackhawks have had where no lead is safe sort of thing. Yeah. And, you know, certainly not a team with a, a ton of offensive firepower. So, um, yeah, both of those games this week, uh, you know, let's get them. And, you know, you do that, you're five, nine and two, 
and you know that's Sweet. yeah you know it, it, it gives you a chance you get <laughs> to, to, to get back in it this year yeah but yeah if you if you end up throwing one or both of these games away it's not going to be good this week yeah then yeah you're really burying yourself yeah all right so yeah and um one more thing just bugs me about that the game on tomorrow night mm-hmm. when you when the people listening this that this day is on espn plus exclusively which is an annoying like you have to have the espn plus streaming service or you cannot watch the game at all which i don't i guess the nhl got the money from espn but i don't yeah i mean all of the all of the uh leagues are starting to you know go to this model i mean you know it's no different than the games that were um, you know, MLB channel exclusive, yeah, YouTube, yeah. or um, I know the NFL had some games that were exclusive to Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Some of the Thursday night games over the last couple of yeah, years. Yeah, and um, the MLB had the YouTube game, so yeah. Yeah, so you know, all of the leagues are going through this. All You know, all of these uh, streaming services are trying to, uh, you know, corner the market on certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for me, it's not I, I honestly, I, I, in some ways, I, I prefer the change this year. I didn't mm-hmm. have to pay separately for the NHL yes. package. No, that, um, that is, yes. And, uh, you know, at least with the ESPN, uh, I, I wouldn't have paid for that separately necessarily, mm-hmm. but the fact that you can tie it in with um, Disney and Hulu, mm-hmm. uh, it's actually a, a, a pretty darn good deal yeah i'd resisted espn plus until this year i had no choice with the yeah i got yeah but yeah so uh, you know it's not yeah but if you're an old school fan this might be annoying for you but yeah i mean honestly for me the the like the the tnt games are the worst because Mm -hmm. i can't i can't watch those um uh you, you, you can't see my air quotes um, yeah. where I can't watch those uh, legally. <laughs> um, uh, but yes, I do find my ways. Um, but uh, yeah, so those are actually the more inconvenient ones because mm-hmm. I don't have cable. I just have the streaming services. So yeah. Uh, yeah. So welcome to the, welcome yeah. to the future. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, uh, on Twitter, Michael. MJ underscore Ernst. And I'm STH85, and we'll be back next week. And Michael will be able to give his, you know, firsthand reporting on the Blackhawks. And yeah, and I think I'm literally sitting in the last row of the stadium. So yeah, I'll have the bird's eye view. I'll have that's right. Um, yeah, you'll get the full ice look. That's right. All right. <laughs>